Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I brought 10 separate guests here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. For this final month of 2022, we're bringing back to you all 10 of those guests as we review the insights that they brought to each question we posed. You can look at the show notes posted below to keep track of each speaker, but we'll also reintroduce them in small groups throughout the podcast. Let's start with Carrie Stewart-Parks, Joni Bartell, and Kelton Enich, as they each answer the question, nature versus nurture. To what degree are we born creative, and to what degree are we a product of our surroundings? unusual take on creativity and that whole thing. One thing is that people who are considered creative, meaning um, with music or with the classic creativity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really what it comes down to is those things come easily to them. And because it comes easily, they're more apt to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it is a difficult task, most people won't stay with it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they will let that drop. Now, there is a certain aptitude Type of thing, but you can learn to draw mm-hmm. unless you have some kind of a learning disability like dyslexia, which mm-hmm. does create a problem, mm-hmm. a physical problem, mm-hmm. or two left feet for dance or what have mm-hmm. you. If you have kind of standard what have you, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of those things, but because they're not easy, you're not going to stay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of it. Secondly, Uh, Most people do have a certain amount of creativity because creativity is nothing more than in the at the earliest stages. I wonder what will happen if Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder what will happen if I put salt in the soup. I mean, that is a creative step. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder what will happen if I try this recipe on these people that are coming to dinner that I've never tried before. (laughs) Okay, now I know what will happen. (laughs) That was not a good idea. (laughs) So uh, everybody has, to a certain extent, creativity. Now, creativity is not the same as spontaneity. Mm -hmm. Children Mm -hmm. are spontaneous. They will do something and you'll think, oh, my gosh, that is so creative. No, it's spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Creativity Mm -hmm. is you're able to repeat it Mm -hmm. a second time. A child will say something and you go, wow, I never would have thought of that. They're not going to be able to do it again right away because it just came bursting out Mm -hmm. of them, you know. So... To a certain extent, yes, we all have that. I wonder what will happen if part of us. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, things that come easily, more natural, a certain physical or what have you ability mm-hmm. in either art or singing or music, what have you. And then finally, if it's nurtured from the family, if it was now in my family, for example, they kind of thought I, that I might be an artist because there was art running in the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never thought I would be a writer because beyond my parents, if you go back one more generation, there was nobody that was particularly 
writers mm-hmm. of that generation. Mm-hmm. So you know, there, you know, there's a certain, it's a combination of all of those. Mm-hmm. And depending on the person, it's more here or more over there. You can encourage and nurture say music in someone. My my grandmother had great hopes that I would play the organ at the church. Mm. She had these great hopes. She had no idea how absolutely impossible I found mm. music. <laughs> I would just look at her like, oh my gosh, Grandma, I have no idea what you're I really think, I believe, Warren, in a lot of ways, yes, you're nurtured, but through being a teacher, I just have had four students that I can think of that came to me with no nurture. I mean, as far as it wasn't in their family. Right. But I truly felt as though almost they had done it before and I was simply reminding them. Wow. I mm, just felt wow. like I helped them to remember because it, it was so in them. Mm-hmm. And not a product of, you know, things that they were not shown a lot of things on TV. Although in some places, you know, in some cases, they there was a lot of nurture in some families. But there was just that feeling that they were led there. Mm-hmm. And they did not know why. But mm-hmm. they were reminded and I just helped them wow. uncover what they what yeah. God had given them and, right. and what they knew already. Wow. Uh-huh. I bet that was really neat to be a part of helping that, helping those kids. It was, oh, it was yeah. humbling and so interesting. And I didn't think they gave me a lot, too. Right. Right. This one's so interesting. Thinking of myself, but then also thinking of myself as a teacher and watching yeah. my students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we all want to believe that like everybody has some creative aspect Mm -hmm. that they're born with. And I think that that is true to some degree. I think that we're way more influenced by the people who we are around and the Mm -hmm. things, the content that we consume, like the more you read, the more creative you're going to be, you know, the more music you listen to, the more plays you see, things like that. So I think that our surroundings influence that far more. But I also think the idea of being creative is so much broader than what we normally think of as being, you know, just like art and painting and singing and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that in that aspect, everybody is creative to some degree because Mm -hmm. there are so many different ways that you can apply that in different fields, like whether it's gardening or whether Mm -hmm. it's cooking or, Mm -hmm. um, I think that there is a degree that we all, that we're all born with, but of course that, expand so much if we're surrounding ourselves with people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. experiences that add to that we can right. learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I see a lot with my students, especially as an English teacher, like my kids who read a lot and who do stuff with their family and travel and t- and talk with their friends mm-hmm. have such a larger capacity to be able to creatively think or, mm-hmm. you know, just like problem solve mm-hmm. right. <laughs> than right. my students right. who sit on their phone, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, right. that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if you're exposed to a certain type of art, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, that's the way that you are then going to be creative. Mm-hmm. It just, right. Like, it helps you in all capacities. Like, one of the things I just thought of that, looking back to that first question is, 
drama and theater was such a huge part of my family, even mm-hmm. though none of us mm. did it. None of us right. were in drama, but mm-hmm. going to plays, like oh. my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, like that was such a staple in our mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And we would have the season tickets to the Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater, and we'd mm-hmm. have the winter season tickets to the Missoula Children's Theater, nice. and you would go to... Yeah. But then that was never something that any of us yeah. did, but right. it was just something that we liked to consume. Yeah. Coming right up, you'll hear from Lori Roberts, Rachel Cruzmark, and Carl Rowe as they answer the question, nature versus nurture. It sounds like you feel like, oh, I, I have certain talents. I was born with certain gifts and others I just don't have. But I do think that, that there are certain gifts that, I mean, I just, I look at people who can draw and and I have had students strongly argue the case that anyone can learn to draw. And mm. I'm not saying they're wrong, but what I am saying is this. When you are gifted at visual arts, it is hard for you to recognize. The, the analogy to me is like the blindness that I have. Mm. Mm. Like my brain, I cannot look at a thing and then draw it on the page. Mm. I can't. And I do think that there our DNA predisposes us to be able to do some things more easily than others okay. and to do some things better than others. And I think that I have an ear that can hear harmony and can hear rhythm pretty well. I learned that in poetry as an English teacher. Mm-hmm. I can hear the rhythm of poetry. And when I try to teach students... <laughs> Rhythm, when I try to teach them this old-fashioned word prosody or scanning poetry, it was that was a big shock to me to find that there are students in the room that I they literally cannot hear. They cannot hear the rhythm Mm -hmm. and they they cannot pick it out. And we would even try to take it down to the level of let's just start with how many syllables are in this word. And I remember the boy named James. And we'd go around the room and I'd say, how many syllables in your name? Mm. That's all we started with, how many syllables in your name? And I would say, if your first name has one syllable, pick pick your middle name or your last name. And I got to James and he said, I got this, two syllables. And I said, really? So, James? And for the rest of the year, we called him Jut Ames. And, he, and to this day, if I see him, he'll say, Miss Roberts, it's me, Jut Ames. And he knows that it's one syllable now. Yeah. But he thought James sounds like two syllables to him. All of our, uh, our siblings are musical and have a facility, I would say, for language. Yes. Who are the most skilled in the visual arts i don't have an answer well mom is the best is the most skilled in the visual arts mom can draw mom can she can paint and she she hasn't really pursued that and she would probably look at me like i'm crazy if she heard me say it but mom has the best skill um i don't i think you know, I have developed this theory that penmanship is genetic um, because uh, my theory has been that um, David, our youngest brother, Kent, our oldest brother, and I got our ability, our lack of ability to write well from our dad who had unattractive penmanship, as do I, yeah. as does David and Kent. Me. 
I think you and Kevin got your penmanship from mom. Mm. I think it's much more pleasing to the eye. You have much more pleasing lines. And so I've always suspected you and Kevin could come the closest to the visual arts because I associate penmanship with that. And I think you and Kevin and mom have a different style of drawing and writing. I think it's probably more nurture but I think there's other things like the way that you what makes you up physically, of course, because I was thinking about this question in terms of like athleticism, mm-hmm. because I'm not really athletic. Mm-hmm. I maybe can play volleyball, but I have you know no coordination and and I'm OK with that. I'm good with that. But then I'm also, you know, seen like athletes. There's, you know, if somebody who's really good, like at basketball and you just watch them and they're just like poetry in motion mm-hmm. and there's and they don't. Maybe they practice, but it's not like they are practicing those moves, you know, necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that maybe it's one third what you're what you just have with you. But Mm -hmm. the other and maybe one third your nurture. But I also think it's like one third letting go and just Mm -hmm. like being open Mm -hmm. to trying new things and and taking risks and not being afraid to fail. Because, I mean, what is failure anyway when it comes Mm -hmm. to creativity? You just Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like a. I don't know. It's a it, it's a boundary that doesn't really exist. I guess mm-hmm. it's you mm-hmm. just can't be afraid. Can't, right, can't yeah. be afraid to find the boundary yeah. of what you're of what you're not capable of doing. But then when people, because I was thinking like if you're sometimes like I, if I feel like I have a natural talent or just I'm able to to picture things or to see things in a different way, just yeah. like an athlete yeah. can plan out yeah. the five next moves. There's no way I could do that. Right. But I can see things differently and. Like not knowing, I remember, I don't remember what young age, but I, I'm very aware of this now um, where people would say it was almost like an insult in a way like, oh, you're so creative. Oh, I just, I hate you. Oh my gosh, you know? And I'm like, well, I didn't do it. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm yeah. not doing it to hurt you. And there's been times, you know, as a teacher, uh, an art teacher, mm-hmm. I didn't see this too much in English, but students would say that to other students like oh of course yours is the best to a student who's just known to you know just yeah. automatically does it and yeah. one day I just had to do a timeout. yeah and I had to say you know do you think do you think this person is doing this to make you mad because you're coming off as being upset right. Right. like but and if you're jealous or if you can't you just say that is really awesome work yeah. you, mm-hmm. this is outstanding I love this instead of like turning it into this negative thing mm-hmm. and so I think that you know, nurture to come with a nurture situation, you can be nurtured in the opposite way. So you're like afraid Mm -hmm, to do it, especially if you're really good at something Mm -hmm. and you don't like to draw attention to yourself, then that can hinder, I guess, your creativity in Mm -hmm. a way. You're not really nurturing it. It's diminishing it or something. Mm -hmm. I would have to say nurture. Uh, Mm -hmm just what was around me and now my mother's sister was very good pianist and church organist and but my grandparents weren't musical Hmm. so she had a good teacher and then that rubbed off on my mother i don't know if my mother had the same teacher but Hmm. uh then uh yeah just hearing my i think even in the womb you're learning if she's singing or playing piano you Mm -hmm. has to have an effect. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so in the neighborhood, we were maybe the only family that had a piano. Oh, okay. Everyone did sports and bicycles and play football out in the street. You have to yell car when there's a car coming. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the play. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow I liked music more. Yeah. I liked sports. But the older I got, the more I didn't like team sports. Mm-hmm. I, I liked okay. individual things, swimming or gymnastics, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, did a little of that in high school, the gymnastics. And uh, but uh, when I was in little league baseball, there was a we had a big game one Saturday, and it was the same day as my piano recital. Oh, and I chose to go to the recital. Wow, <laughs> the coach was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the star player, but yeah, but I right. was a good player. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and how old were you then? Uh, well, little league. So I was eleven. Eleven. Years. Yeah, twelve. And yeah. made a. That's yeah. that is that's an interesting yeah. decision for a yeah. for a young boy to yeah, make yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, you know, at school, I didn't see other boys that were having piano lessons mm-hmm. and. There were girls, and but e- even then, not that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sad. You know, I think yeah. I think our parents' generation had a lot more of that mm-hmm. going on. They weren't. They didn't have as many distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. So, so nurture. Yeah, it has to be that, mm-hmm. and it continues. It's still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get involved in your local things here, mm-hmm. and, and I'm learning songs that. I didn't know. (laughs) Now let's hear from Joey Pursuma, Ken Bartle, Nancy Hanks, and Simon Miller on your Dreams and Bones podcast. I really think if you are allowed to be creative, if you're not stifled at home, I think everybody has the ability. I mean, I have seen kids, special needs kids come through my classrooms that have the ability to be creative. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why when people say to me, oh, I can't sing. And I always say, well, who told you that? Right. And it, I would, they would go, oh, well, my mom said just mouth the words or my first choir teacher said mouth the words. And I think I really would like to think that people aren't just don't just have the ability to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like to think that they do. Hmm. I I want to think that it's something they want to do and they find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the drive of creativity. Mm-hmm. You say creativity and I say drive. Mm-hmm. It's something that would just drive me. And I think absolutely if you're not encouraged at home, if you don't uh, think your parents want to come see you sing or perform or they say, stop that and shut up. I don't want to hear that noise or things like that at home. I think you're stifled to the point that you don't mm-hmm. do a lot of things, whatever it is. If you don't have a dad mm-hmm. that takes you to go out and work on the car, you're not going to love it, especially if you go out and try to work on a car with him and he screams and yells and then just mm-hmm. is something you don't want to do. And I find with a lot of my students, and as you guys know, I've gone through thousands of them, and mm-hmm. so have you. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal what mom and dad say at home yeah. as to what we're yeah. doing and have done. Mm-hmm. And so I really do think it's it's nurturing. For me, that's what I think. I, I was never told I couldn't sing. I was just told, get up to the piano, we're singing. 
and my family would sing around the piano whenever my daddy came home. He couldn't sing, but boy, did he like sit next to my mom at the piano, and all of us sang around the piano until my brother was a teenager and decided, you know, that ain't too cool. <laughs> and was given the permission to not sing on the piano. <laughs> but my other brother, all all of the time I was home, anytime we were in there, my family sang around the piano. And so I was nurtured in that way, not to be shy. My mom would drag us to things that the ladies were meeting with, dinners and stuff, and my sister and I would always sing. I was soprano, she was alto. I never thought, I just figured everybody did it. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if mom or dad or whoever you're around laughs at you and doesn't encourage you in whatever mm -hmm. you feel creative in, Mm -hmm. flower making, arranging, yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. I have great creativity in my family, but my brother is a creative piece mechanic. Mm -hmm. He made good money, had a business, and he's very creative. My oldest sister is a professional watercolorist, very creative. My other sister is very creative. She can put anything together. She is so creative in her mind, but she would never think that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a whole different way of thinking. But right. they never would have done it if they weren't given the opportunity and, mm -hmm. and not questioned that. Try it. Mm -hmm. so, that the encouragement from so nature. I don't know. I yeah. imagine mm -hmm. there might be somebody. Everybody thinks what's the what do they call those prodigies? Prodigies. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, every one of Beethoven and all of them had somebody behind him beating on him and telling him to get her this. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was, it, I think it takes something to spark that interest in mm -hmm. whatever it is. You know, I think we all have a certain innate ability to do things and whether or not that is nurtured somewhere along the line and, and encouraged. Uh, we, we've always tried it with our kids to encourage them to follow some kind of a, a like or a, a, okay, we have five children and um, our daughter Brady was very interested and always has been interested in music and so we encouraged that along the line. She was when she was in high school, she played the piano mm. for her choir. Oh, wow. And, uh, and she doesn't have a, a bit of reading music ability. Mm. She mm. has to hear it, and mm -hmm. she can play it by wow. ear. So we've always tried to encourage any kind of arts or sports in, with our children. Um, so I, I think that's, that's really important. I think environment helps to develop our way of life and, mm -hmm. and, and the way that we do things and the way we see the world around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have dabbled in probably every art form. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I'm not a really good portrait artist, but more of still life nature, that okay. kind of thing. Um, and do you think that you have, is there, a, how much of that is a gift? Or how much of that is nurtured? Well, I was an art major in college. Okay. So the education from school continued that. I like more of a hands-on approach. Uh, I did pottery. Mm -hmm. um, I love doing stained glass, mm -hmm. uh, doing the designs for that. Just anything that I can just 
keep my hands working mm-hmm. and doing. We're all creative. Okay, we were born with it. That's what we are. And uh, we all have imagination and it just depends on on your childhood, who you're with, how you're raised, and um, and I think you're you know just basically how you are. There are a lot of people that are are going to allow themselves to uh, be squashed, and other people will be squashed like crazy, but they'll just come out of it with flying colors. Look at Lu- Ludwig Beethoven. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was literally beat up by his drunken father all the time. Mm-hmm. He, he'd get him up at 2 o'clock in the morning to play for his drunken friends. Now, that would pretty much squash a lot of music out of any kid. Mm-hmm. But it made him, you know, not him. He, I think he believed that he knew from an early age that came from another place. That didn't have anything to do with his violent, crude father. Right. That was, that was his, mm-hmm. and he owned that. And... Uh, I mean, even when he'd start noodling around with things he was supposed to be playing and inventing things, and his father told him not to do it, it hit him. He'd hit his fingers hmm. and tell him not to do that. And uh, that that didn't even stop him because mm-hmm. he knew it was it was greater than right. that. And so I think it depends on the person mm-hmm. and, and to what degree they're they're put down. But I, you know, in, in my case, I felt really fortunate that I was, what I did was promoted and mm-hmm. um, I was patted on the back for it. And so that, you know, it, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. It, it's hard to grow up like that, doing the singing and dancing and cheerleading and baton twirling and all of this stuff, you know, and then be thrown out into the world to do something <laughs> to make a living. Yes. You're not sure where you're supposed to go with that unless it's, it's go to drama school because mm-hmm. you, you don't know what else you can do. Right. So, you know, there are, there are a lot of variables. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. So Amy and I, of course, have four daughters adoptive. So we get to, we really get to see a lot of the nurture, but, but we do, we also have evidence of a little bit of the nature because, and I'll take the most extremes, a bad word. I'll take, I'll take the most, um, it's extreme. When we got a referral to adopt Gracie in 2004, she was only 10 months old and they listed they list, they, they try to, at the time they were trying to match you with, you know, you would, it, it's not like a dating game, but you know, they, <laughs> you would fill out this thing and say, here's where, what we do. Here's what our profession is, our education. And when, when Gracie, we, we know God picked Gracie for us, mm-hmm. but if you look at the, just the practical part of it, they said, Gracie likes music and likes, and you know, we were going, how do you know she's 10 months old, you know? And then we would see sort of these things <laughs> manifesting Gracie's growing up and maturing. And we sort of look at each other and go, now, I don't know what it is over there in China that they, how they know by the time you're 10 months old that you like music or you're, <laughs> you're quiet or whatever. But so there's, there's some of that, that, that maybe was, is, is in, is in Gracie's, uh, heredity but i think i i I put my because you put to what degree i of course the analytical part of me went 
Oh, 60, 40, 55, <laughs> 45. And then I was thinking, you know, I'm just going to say 60, 40 because I do believe, I do believe everyone has something that they, that some people find that they, that's, that's, that's their gift or gifts from God. Like I say from God, that's mm-hmm. my, that's my belief. Uh, but it, I don't want that to be prohibitive from somebody going, oh, I'm just not, I've never been musical, you know? And then all of a sudden, well, I'm just not, I'm not vocally musical, but I'm good at playing a trumpet or I can play, play the drums mm-hmm. or I can draw or I can. So I, I do think there's a little bit of it. And, and I mean, even, even parts of the Bible that say, you know, if you're, if you're a good teacher, then teach, if you're, you right, know, all right. different, all different, one body, different members, you mm-hmm. know, all that. So all those things sort of, they, they come at me just from, from reading and, and kind of thinking about those things. But I do think that there are some people also that have almost superpowers in an area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't look at Bach and Beethoven and right. you can't look at Shakespeare and these, these people and go, yeah, they, they just, they learned it. You know, mm-hmm. like there's modern day Elon Musk, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. He just figured it out. You know, no, I think that there's definitely some things, some, some, God-given gifts and bestowings that just make people more apt to be able to do certain things. But I've also seen more than my share of, and and I try to live by that. I try to live by, you know, I've never been, for example, a writer, not particularly don't see myself as a good writer, but I think it's good to write. Mm -hmm. And the more you write, the better you get at it. And so you can find different ways to motivate yourself to be, to want to write more. Um, but I do, I do think, I, I believe that, um, God does give us certain parts of our brain and our being that are drawn to certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'd stick with my 60, 40. <laughs> there you have it. Part one of our five part review of 2022. Carol, what question do we have on tap next week? Well, we often refer to the Creator or God in all of us. So next week, we will hear what each one of our friends shared about their understanding or perspective of the role of the Creator. As we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support and let you know if you've found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Willem Roberts. Join us next Friday for part two of our five-part Year in Review on your Dreams and Bones podcast.